Hey guys, welcome to a new episode. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> of Bad History. Bad History. I cannot believe we are back already for a brand new episode. I swear to God, I feel like we record these things and then like two days later we record another one. But Stephen, we record three a week and pretend that we actually have different weeks to report about and then just record them in bulk and edit them later. See, that was the, the plan and that probably would have been smart, but we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. We really don't. We record <laughs> week to week, which I mean, I guess is good because we don't get tired of it, but it was like, definitely wouldn't make sense if we did that. Oh, you don't get tired of this shit? I don't get tired of this shit. I don't either. Okay, good. Well, anyway, welcome to Bad History. Uh, my name is Steven and I'm joined as always by my co-host who apparently hates this show, Dave. I do hate the show. Oh, I yeah, you, yeah, and okay. I hate you, listeners. Don't wow. Don't listen. Wow. Oh my god. No remorse. You're so cruel. No remorse, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Ask me about my week. All right, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Dave, how was your week? I feel forced into it. It doesn't feel right. But Dave, how was your week? I'm gonna tell you about my week, and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna fucking like it. I mean, I'm, I've got nothing better to do but listen to you talk. I didn't really do a lot this week. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, what did I do this week? I did laundry this week. That was a big deal. That's impressive. I'm, I'm uh, color me impressed. Usually, I just uh, I have two laundry baskets. I've got the the dirty and then the really dirty. And usually, something can go in the dirty <laughs> about three or four times before it goes into the oh. really dirty. You know oh. what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. You sniff that moldy cheese smell on that t-shirt, and you're like, all right, this is going in the really dirty. You get, you get one spray down, and then after that, it goes in the pile. So that gets taken care of. Um, movies. For some reason, ever since last week when we watched The Shining, we've been on a kind of like horror kick mm-hmm. here in the house. Um and uh we've been watching a bunch of my like favorite scary movies growing up so we watched like 28 days later which is a fucking oh, great movie so good and we watched signs so i think signs is really criminally underrated i, oh, think, I love signs it's great i think i think the premise of the movie is stupid like the fact that aliens that are weak to water invade earth which is like 75 percent water um and you know like there's all that bullshit but i think that movie is super scary like at the fucking like the birthday party oh yeah oh my god that's like that's like a jump scare that like i'm okay with having in a movie because it was really done really well it's not even a jump scare because he's in the shot the whole time he just moves and you realize he's been in the shot the whole time or the the thing where he's on the roof yeah uh, the aliens on the roof Oh my god, Ooh, dude, I'm getting that... chills. I'm getting chills, man. I, I am... saw that movie when I was a little kid and it it was it was my scary movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Nothing else did it for me, but like oh man, 
them like when he's in the cornfield and he sees the leg yeah oh my fucking god i think it's also the way they talk their little clicks Mm -hmm. their little shit yeah it's pretty scary Uh, we also watched um like constantine which isn't a horror movie but it's like so good dude constantine's so good fuck everybody (laughs) okay so like you probably get it at this point but steven and i love horror a lot even yeah. if it's bad, even if it's not even scary horror. Yeah. One of our favorite movies is Van Helsing. Oh my god, I love so Van Helsing so much. <laughs> so I'm like easing um I'm like easing us into that kind of action horror genre. Right. So like I start with Constantine and then we're gonna get like gradually worse. Yeah. So like eventually yeah. we're gonna get to like Blade Three oh, and man. um like Underworld and shit. Um Underworld's like not even a bad movie. The first one, Underworld is a good movie, but Underworld Rise like, of the Lichens is is fucking hot garbage. It's yeah, trash. <laughs> it's like yeah. so bad. Yeah, so we've been watching a lot of scary movies, and um, it's not even it's not even anywhere near Halloween or anything like that. It's close to fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've been doing is just watching scary movies. Nice Steven. man. Steven, yeah. have you seen any good movies? Have you read any good books? And have you played any good video games? Yeah, man. Um, I actually recently watched Dogma for the first time. Dogma's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's a great movie. And it's like, I love the Kevin Smith. What is that world called? Um, that the he Clerks had. World? Yeah, the Clerks World. It's like a, it's got like a specific name. But like, I love the, like, the Clerks World. My, one of my favorite movies of all time is Clerks 2. And it's, like, another one of my favorite movies of all time is Chasing Amy. And, like... Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Chasing Amy, man. That's, Chasing like... Chasing Amy is, is, like, kind of the, the black sheep, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not funny. It's a serious yeah. movie. But Jane and Silent Bob are in it. Yeah, and Jane and Silent Bob are in it. And it's got, like, the best um, Silent Bob, like, the one time he talks in the movie. Oh, and he breaks character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I don't know, so, man. The one in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is pretty great. I got nothing. The oh wait, sign oh, oh yeah, the sign that's from the Clerks back too. of the van. Yeah, you dumb um, fuck. <laughs> Dude, I love that. So movie. I, that's a great. I actually just I like I watched it like right after Dogma. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen Dogma, and I was like, I need to watch Dogma, and I watched Dogma, and it's like I, that was such a good movie. Dogma's good as shit, That was dude. such a good movie. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And so, um, yeah, I watched that this week, and uh, that was really, really good. And, I mean, I've just been I've been kind of, um, you know, just getting used to this, to the new schedule, new teaching schedule, which has been good. Um, so that's kind of been what I've been doing, you know, hanging out, cool. taking it easy, getting used to waking up at 6 a.m. every morning. Yeah, we should all be doing that, I Yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. I gotta try to start fixing my sleep schedule. I was sick uh, earlier this week, so I had like Nyquil sleeps during the day. Yeah, and that totally fucks everything up. It really does. Because then it comes around like two, three in the morning, and you're not even tired. Yeah, wide awake, so, dude. It sucks. But anyway, let's get into it, dude. Yeah. So what's what's the topic this week? So this week we talked about it last week. We are going to be doing history's most infamous serial killers. Uh, pre nineteen forty five, nineteen or yeah, pre World War Two. Like we don't want any new shit. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to do like Jeffrey Dahmer or uh, um, Gacy or you know any of those guys. We we want to do 
historical serial killers. And so that's what we're doing. So we're talking about uh, the history's most infamous serial killers. Uh, I think we should just get right into it, Dave. Yeah, play the goddamn music. Let's play the music. Oh, wow, you just sold it out a little bit. Just went in on it. All right, Stephen. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, I'm covering the Westport Murders, Ooh. also known as the Burke and Hare Murders. Ooh, spoopy. So, um, maybe not the most infamous, but they're pretty. They're pretty famous. Um, this took place in. Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, in, it was in 1828, okay. and it happened over a 10-month period. Uh, so the two serial killers, they're both named William, William Burke and William Hare. So I'm just going to call them Burke and Hare from now on. Gotcha. So they were Irish immigrants, uh, and they came to Scotland in the mid-1820s, and uh just as everybody feared, the Irish were crazy, cave-dwelling, <laughs> spitting blood monsters. Right, right, right. Just like these guys. Uh, so, uh, William Burke abandoned his wife and two children in Ulster and emigrated to Scotland in 1817. Nice. Um, now, William Hare was, is a different story. <laughs> So Burke just kind of like gave up his life and moved, but Hare was a genuine psychopath. So in Ireland, he worked uh, as a horse driver. Mm-hmm. So you know, like caddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he got mad at his boss who owned all the horses for something. It's not really known what, and he just killed all like a couple of the dude's horses. Just, for just, up, just like shot him in the him. head. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and then he was like, all right, I need to leave. So he emigrated to Scotland. Nice. Uh, so Burke moved into Hare's lodging house that he had there. And then uh, slowly but surely, Burke and Hare became really close friends. So mm-hmm. here's how all this nonsense started. At the Tell time, uh, Edinburgh was a center of medical research because the university there. Mm-hmm. So primary among this... Uh, medical research was anatomy and anatomy classes. They were held at Edinburgh University. Uh, but the problem was there was a, like, this is not a joke. There's a massive lack of cadavers to do research on uh, because a lot of people were... They just, know, they just weren't dying. No, it, it's, not, it's not that. It was that, uh, you know, it was... People were still really superstitious about that. Right, and they yeah, wanted to be sense. buried without, you know, all that defacing and stuff. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't want to be like mutilated before they were put into the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, you know how John died? Oh, John just, you know, he blew up. His intestines are all over the place. Do you mind if we like, you know, open up a little more? Maybe in his foot. <laughs> you might, you no. mind if we mind if we no. fuck him up a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> well. Uh, the people of Edinburgh very commonly, or not very commonly, I should say, uncommonly, but this was how it was done. They sold their dead relatives to the universities for oh, research. Nice. Um, 
So, <laughs> Burke and Hare were sitting in the, uh, the, uh, the house that they were living in, the lodging house, Hare's lodging house, and a tenant just dies. He died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was an old military veteran. And Burke and Hare were like, dude, let's just fucking sell him. <laughs> so, <laughs> they packed him up in, um, like, it, it's described as a, uh, tea crate or a tea chest and they brought him to the university and sold his ass nice (laughs) which was totally illegal oh super illegal oh super illegal and um they got about five to ten pounds um and they decided they were officially in business oh yeah (laughs) so they sold to this uh famous surgeon named dr robert knox and he was famous because he was a surgeon at the Battle of Waterloo. And oh, he nice. used to hold these huge public. Uh, I remember Waterloo. Classes. Oh. <laughs> Do you I rem- remember, I remember Waterloo? Waterloo. <laughs> Yo, we gotta link that video. People <laughs> yeah, we do. think we're insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm anyway. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I like couldn't miss that opportunity. <laughs> the vampires at Waterloo. <laughs> Waterloo. Yeah, so he was a famous surgeon um, who would put on these anatomy classes and they'd be packed full. And Burke and Hare realized that they could be uh, really lucrative at this. They could sell bodies. So they decided to kill people and sell their bodies to the university. Nice. So over the next 10 months, Burke and Hare killed 16 individuals that are known and sold them as research material. They got help from their... Uh, from uh, the wife and the girlfriend at the time. Um, Burke's uh, girlfriend's name was Helen McDougal, and Hare's wife was named Margaret Laird. So in the beginning, they they just killed off sick tenants of the inn, Mm -hmm. uh, and they did this by getting them drunk and suffocating them. And this led to, excuse me, um, a common term now in Britain called burking. And to burke someone is to suffocate them and it comes from his name burke and um you you know you burke someone to show no like marks no struggle just to Mm -hmm. suffocate them uh and they you know they delivered these corpses in this tea chest and they were often seen just looking like bringing tea to the university but when the tenants started running short they started (laughs) uh inviting their victims to stay at the inn nice so Burke would go out and invite women back for breakfast and then would kill them and sell them the next morning. And uh, it, it got a little more violent over time because at first it was just get them so drunk that they fell asleep right. and then you would just suffocate them. Uh, but later on, like well into it, there's this sort of horrific incident that sets them down on this very violent path that they can't really come back from. And it's two victims. Uh, and they went together. It was an old woman and her grandson. And her grandson was age 12. So they they killed the old woman easily with painkillers. But Burke let Hare take care of the grandson. So <laughs> Hare decided to break the boy's neck. Jesus. So he just snapped his neck. So here's a little side story uh, about Psycho Hare yeah. and why William Hare was so fucking crazy. So 
he used to bring uh, the bodies to the university on his horse, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Burke was so mad that Hare had, you know, broken the boy's neck, and he, like, resorted to this extreme violence, that Burke made him bring both the bodies to the university on his own. So uh, Hare loaded up the horse and with the grandmother and the grandson, but for some reason the horse refused to budge with both of them, and it, it's kind of, like, almost legendary that the horse had, like, you know knowledge of what it yeah, what had right. happened or something so hare had to call a porter to help bring them and hare was so frustrated at the horse that as soon as the delivery was done he came back shot it in the face in the middle of the street wow uh, for its insubordination wow god <laughs> so hare was fucking psycho um so this is kind of the beginning of their downward spiral which you know, leads to them being caught. So they started they started killing acquaintances and family members. Jesus. So they killed Anne Dougal, who was oh. Helen McDougal's cousin, nice. uh, Burke's uh, like girlfriend. Uh-huh. And then they also killed a friend named Mary Haldane. Uh, and then when she went missing, a few days later, Mary Haldane's daughter came looking for her because she knew that she had stayed at the inn. And then they killed her daughter. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So this begins uh, really the downfall of the Burke and Hare body business. Yeah, you would think. So uh, there was this local boy, and his name was Daft Jamie. James Wilson. And he was a mentally challenged boy. um, And he had a gimpy leg, and he was, you know, like, not to be politically incorrect, but he was kind of like the neighborhood idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, he. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's he was probably... just like a a kind of like social pariah that people gave like coins and stuff too, but he couldn't do anything. You know? Yeah, he. Like I mean, that. yeah. No, I, I, no, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So Burke and Hare saw him right, and they were like, "Easy money." <laughs> Jesus Christ! But they couldn't actually get Daft Jamie to come to the inn. Like, they couldn't coerce him. He resisted. <laughs> he, he, he knew what the fuck was up. <laughs> <laughs> so Daft Jamie uh, couldn't be coerced to return to the inn. Uh, and he resisted them. And it ended up Burke and Hare had to physically kill him together mm-hmm. in the streets and then bring him back to the inn. That's a good look. And then uh, Dr. Knox, the surgeon, showed him at an anatomy class and he was recognized because he was kind of known as the social pariah of the neighborhood. Yeah. But Dr. Knox uh, denied it immediately and dissected the boy that day uh, in a way as to remove evidence that it was him. So just removed his face. Pretty much, yeah. Yikes. Uh, this also is, you know, where they start slipping up, this uh, incident, mm-hmm. especially where uh, they handle evidence. So... One of Hare's jobs was normally to destroy the clothes of the victims uh, by burning them. Okay. But Burke decided that he wanted to give Daft Jamie's clothes to his nephews. And this, they, this, these clothes were found later, and it was brought up as physical, physical evidence against them at trial. Mm-hmm. So this kind of let the whispers leak, and they started to be observed. And then their last victim sealed their fate. And her name was Mary uh, Doherty. 
And she was lured into the lodging house like many other people. Except this time, there were other tenants there named James and Anne Gray. And James and Anne Gray, uh, this married couple, they heard the murder of Mary Doherty. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, uh, the Grays snooped around and found the body of Mary. And, and it goes to show you how these murders kind of evolved, where they didn't get Mary drunk and then smothered her like they would have earlier. It, it was kind of a no, you know, a point of no return. They, they like, violently murdered her. And that's yeah. why there was, uh, they heard the struggle and they heard yeah. the screaming. So they found the body uh, of Mary Doherty under uh, a bed and then ran to the police but in that time, the body was moved and already brought to the university. So the police, who had already been watching them, brought them in for questioning and arrested them. Mm-hmm. And then later found Mary's body in Dr. Knox's dissection room. Nice. So they're arrested. The jig is up and it's time to get, you know, put on trial. Right. Uh, but the problem is, is there wasn't a lot of physical evidence to pin any Ooh. of the murders except Mary's on either of them. Uh, because, of course, all the bodies were dissected and yeah. dumped somewhere. Probably with lye, you know, so that yeah. they were burnt away. Both Burke and Hare blamed each other. You know, they pointed the finger at each other, claiming mm-hmm. it was all them and they were the mastermind. But Hare was actually offered immunity uh, if he confessed and sold out Burke. Nice. And this was because, like I've been talking this whole time, Burke was deemed more intelligent and therefore dangerous mm. to the investigation, while Hare was seen as, like, a fucking crazy, you know, yeah. psychopath. So, in, um, an interviewer, Christopher North, wrote in Blackwood's magazine about Burke um, that he was a cool, calculating, callous, and unrelenting villain, steeped in hypocrisy and deceit. Uh, but certainly not deficient in intellect. And he was nothing repulsive. But he described Hare as the most brutal man ever subjected to my sight. And at first look, seemingly an idiot. <laughs> nice. So Hare sold out Burke. He said, Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the the rat's way. And Burke yeah. was given the death sentence. Oh my god. Um, and the judge passed a beautifully ironic um, sort of sentence that was after his hanging, his body was to be publicly dissected and anatomized. Nice. And I trust that if it is ever customary to preserve skeletons, yours will be preserved in order that posterity may keep in remembrance of your atrocious crimes. Nice. So Burke was hanged and publicly dissected the next day in the anatomy theater at the university. So Well, that just kind of went full circle. But here's the most metal fucking thing of all time. Hmm. During the dissection, for some reason, the surgeon used Burke's blood as an ink and wrote in the file, This is written with the blood of William Burke, who was hanged at Edinburgh. This blood was taken from his head. Wow. It's pretty fucking metal. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Knox was not prosecuted because he, they couldn't prove that he knew that the bodies were murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and McDougal was released along with Hare. Um, so 
McDougal and Margaret Hare and William Hare, they were all set free at the end of this, but they were all facing uh, harassment constantly, mm-hmm. as you'd expect. And um, a lot of these sort of uh, manifested as mob violence. McDougal had to be taken into police custody, uh, and while she was there, the station was attacked, and she had to escape out a window dressed as a man <laughs> because nice. they were, like, coming for blood. And it's said that she fled to Australia. Nice. And that's the end of her life. Uh, Margaret Hare uh, fled to Belfast after being attacked by mobs. She was just like, fuck this, I'm out, and then went back to Ireland. Uh, but William Hare's story is kind of more interesting and mysterious. Mm-hmm. So Hare was the true villain. I mean, both Burke and Hare were true villain, villains in this story, but he was the psychopath. Right. Um, and the only way to protect him, because people were, you know, calling for his head. Yeah, out was blood. That he was smuggled out of Scotland, and he was told to run to the English border. Um, and along the way, he was attacked by a crowd of 8,000 people. Wow. Yeah, they gathered to kill him at a hostel he was staying at on his way. And a hundred constables, a hundred constables were called in to calm down the mob. Uh, He escaped and ran south and completely disappeared from history. So he probably changed his name and and moved. Um, And out of these crazy murders, the serial killings that um, you know, it took all these lives in only 10 months, right? Uh, mm-hmm. An act was passed called the Anatomy Act of 1832. And what this act did was it allowed bodies to be studied before being buried. So, like, um, if nobody had the authority over a dead body, it would just be buried, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it was, like, criminals and stuff like that. But uh, this gave people the permission and and like right to have their bodies studied and it also ended the selling of cadavers for science oh nice it put a halt to this kind of body racketeering yeah so that's a big positive that came out of it but what i really like about um this story and these two serial killers is i like serial killer stories that they take place over like a short span of time yeah so like it was only 10 months yeah, not 10 long months, at all. Yeah, uh, you know, 16 people uh, were killed. And it, 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 sort of, or it sort of shows this, um, this like, timeline of mm-hmm. their craziness. Yeah, and how, yeah. Like, they got progressively more, getting crazier. Yeah, yeah, progressively getting more violent, kind of <laughs> losing sight of what it was all about. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, the Burke and Hare murders are really famous in Scotland. And there's a comedy movie out. Yeah, I just looked that up. Yeah, and it yeah. stars Simon Pegg from, like, Shaun of the Dead and Andy Serkis from Lord of the Rings. He plays Gollum. And it's, like, really fucking funny and paints them as these, like, anti-heroes. And it's great <laughs> because they're just, like, horrible fucking psychopath oh, murderers. <laughs> so check oh, that shit out. But, yeah... <laughs> That's my story of the Westport murders in Edinburgh, Scotland. Damn, Dave. That was some good scrolls. Yeah. 
That was a very good squirrel. And I, I, I really enjoyed that because I didn't know anything about that. Like, you texted me earlier in the day and you were like, yeah, I'm doing Birkin Hair. And I was like, cool, I don't know who that is. Birkin so, Hair sounds like a fucking handbag company. You know? Yeah, right? Like they it sounds like cologne some- and scarves. <laughs> yeah, it's just like something you pay way too much money for. Uh, that was awesome, though. I learned a lot. Sweet, I, dude. I, I, definitely, I definitely learned a lot. And um, hopefully the listeners learned a lot, too. I don't care. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, Steven, uh, it's your turn. Play the music. Yeah. All right, Dave. So, <laughs> my infamous serial killer that I will be talking about today is Peter Stoomp. Is Peter Stoomp? Peter Stoomp. <laughs> um, That's a great name. So, yeah, it's a great, very great name. Uh, it's actually... The serial killer during the Middle Ages, and uh, his last name is kind of you know depending on where you read it, it's kind of, it's different. Uh, oh, could he be uh, Stump? Do what? Could he be? Well, Stump? actually, I, I, and, and I'll talk about where he got that last name. But he, he uh, it's also written that his last name is Stoob. Um. So anyway, uh, but I'm calling him Peter Stump because I like that last name better. Anyway, so <laughs> Peter Stump was was one of the most notorious serial, serial killers of the Middle Ages. Um. Even though he didn't technically operate outside of the Middle Ages, it doesn't matter. It's close enough. I'm saying Middle Ages. Um, he is responsible. He's responsible oh, wow. for 18, 18 victims that we know about. Um, yeah. So as you know, as you were talking about, we just don't really know if there's more, and it's yeah. very uh, m- more than likely that there were more. But um, he operated uh, um, in the Holy Roman Empire and the Electorate of Cologne. From 1564 to 1589, that's when the course of his ki- the killings took place. And so, yeah, it's outside of the Middle Ages by, like, you know, 60-plus years. But still, I'm saying Middle Ages. It's close enough. He, uh, he operates between 1564 and 1589. That's when all the killings took place. And so um, the Holy Roman Empire, Dave, as you know, is it's, – it's modern-day Germany for the most part, um, give yeah. or take. Uh, and so – when you when you hear talk about like like the Reichs in Germany, like First Reich is the Holy Roman Empire, Second Reich is Wilhelm's Germany, and then Third Reich is Hitler's Germany. Um, but the Holy Roman Empire is a, it's a it's a collection of very small states that make it up, um, but it's it's more or less modern day Germany. So he's operating in the electorate, electorate of of Cologne and the kind of smaller town ish you know county area of Bedburg. And so, um, like I said, 1564 to 1589 is really kind of when we think he operated in terms of his killings. And he was put to death in 1589. Um, he is known more informally and more infamously as the werewolf of Bedburg. The um, werewolf of Bedburg. The werewolf of Bedburg. Uh, so, like I said, we don't really That's know metal much. Shit, dude. It's very metal. Um but we don't really know much about him. I mean, uh, he we don't really we don't know the year he was born in. We know the year he was put to death in because we have those records. But a lot of what what we had in that area during that time period was lost during the Thirty Years' War, which took place about uh, thirty plus years after he was death after he was put to death. Uh, it, it, it took place during the the first half of the seventeenth century. Um, but what we really know comes from these English pamphlets that were based off of German pamphlets that were written about him. 
Uh, and these pamphlets were found in 1920 by occultist Montague Summers. And he wrote this whole book about werewolves called, titled The Werewolf. And he talked about Stoomp in, in this work. Um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, so Stoomp was born in this area of Bedburg, like I was ta- just talking about. Um, and he was a really wealthy, well-respected farmer there. He loved you know, kind of a normal, upper-class life. Um, within that area and like so no one believed that he could have been a serial killer and that's why he got away with it so long um you know no one no one ever suspected he would he would have killed people but uh he he's believed to have been a widower and he had two kids uh older a daughter who's older and a son um so around the around the the you know the the the, the late 1500s um bedberg started to have some problems uh people were going missing and they were turning up <laughs> mutilated and when i say mutilated i mean they were finding arms and legs and what? <laughs> yeah yeah like like they weren't finding full bodies they would find an arm here a leg here maybe like a torso that was really messed up That's but they cool. were just finding they were finding just yeah, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, you don't seem convinced. No, I'm not convinced. It was sarcasm. But um, but so so these people were turning up just complete, completely mutilated. And they were turning up in fields. Um, they were turning uh, turning up in the woods. Um, so people were really freaking out about this. And these reports started to arise that a wolf-like creature was the one that was doing all this. Oh and um, It's like an X-Files became, episode. Yeah, right? It became so bad that if a child went missing, the parents would immediately believe that oh, the wolf had taken it. Holy shit. Um, so this wolf-like creature eluded capture for a pretty long time. Um, and uh, it got so bad in Bedburg that people that would travel around the town or through the town would take like super extreme precautions. They would travel in large groups and um, they would... Uh, they would arm themselves, you know, because in, in fear of being killed by this wolf. Um, but it didn't always really work out for arm. There's this uh, famous account of uh, a group of two men and a woman traveling through Bedburg, and they hear the, the, these cries from, from um, these cries of help from the woods that they were traveling next to. And so a man goes into the woods to see what's going on, and he doesn't come out. Oh, shit. And then uh, a second man went in, and he didn't come out either. And then the woman, taking the hit, just booked it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but she apparently really didn't make it that far because she wasn't ever seen again. Oh, my God. And, um, and the, 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 the men's bodies were found mutilated in the woods later. Uh, yeah, so people are, people are rightfully so freaked out. Um and eventually, in 1589, a hunting party is hell-bent on finding this wolf. And so they go out, and eventually, you know, they're, they're using hunting dogs. The hunting dogs surround this wolf, and they can hear him barking and going crazy. And so the, the, the men run up, and when they finally catch up with the dogs, they're really confused because they don't find a wolf anywhere. Instead, they find Peter Stoomp. What are you doing and, out here, Stoomp? Yeah. And they're, re- they're really confused because... Um, they think for a second that maybe Peter Stoomp was just in the woods and they stumbled upon him, but, uh, they, they kind of wised up pretty quickly and took him in and, um, he was brought in for questioning, uh, which was pretty much just torture and he, yeah. yeah, And 
he eventually just admitted to everything. Um, he said he had killed 13 children, two pregnant women, including their fetuses, and one man. Oh, my um, God. Now, now, this kind of differs from what I had just told you, the story about him killing two men and the woman. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Um, uh, and so then Stump goes on to tell the story of, of like what the hell had happened to him. Um, so he said that at the age of 12, he had made a pact with the devil and the de- devil had given him, uh, yeah, the devil had given him a host of worldly pleasures and in return, Stump gave the devil his soul. Uh, this and is so the best and, story ever. Yeah, it's crazy. And so Stump, who was pretty st- messed up pretty psychologically messed up you know he couldn't be satisfied nothing satisfied him and so the devil gave him a belt that turned him into a wolf and so he said for 25 years he went on this killing spree holy shit yeah and he would turn into a wolf and it wasn't just people but it was livestock and he would he just he was just insatiable and uh and um there are even accounts of him walking through town and uh, he would wave to the people that uh, the, the family members and friends of people who he had killed and he would pick out uh, his, his next victims. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. Um, he was also accused of incest uh, with his daughter and with a distant relative. Uh. And, um, and he uh, it's even said that he, he, uh, he ate, his son who he had with his daughter what the fuck yeah crazy. this is the coolest guy ever oh yeah this this guy's just top notch uh real top <laughs> of the shelf kind of guy uh where's the movie oh yeah right but so i mean i mean it's no surprise to either of us that Trump's put to death in a pretty messed up way um he's strapped to a wheel and skin is torn off of his body in 10 places using red hot pincers. His limbs were broken with the blunt side of an axe. And then he was beheaded and his body was burned. Dude, um, the Germans daughter, know how to torture a motherfucker. They, they, they know how to kill someone. Um, <laughs> his daughter and his wife, who was the distant relative, are both strangled and then burned along with Stoom's body. Um, and then his head is placed on top of a pike with the, uh, the picture of a wolf next to it. And it's just for everybody to see. So that's Stoomp. Um, Badass. That's yeah. a good-ass fucking scroll, Steven. Thanks, man. That's but like I'm the not... best scroll you've ever had. <laughs> but wait, Thanks, there's man. more? But wait, there's more. Um, one thing with medieval history is that, kind of like Roman history, everything has to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, kind of like know, all kinda... history. Yeah, I mean, just like just like all history, you have to you have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt and say um, how much of this is true, how much of this uh, should we should, should we really question? Um, and I mean, in reality, in in reality, Stoomp probably wasn't ever a werewolf. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's probably uh, just know, a psychopath. Uh, probably just a psychopath, but. So there's a few a few things we can interpret from this. Um, first thing to note is that we don't really have a lot of info because of the Thirty Years' War. A lot of the records that we had, including when Stoomp was born, were lost um, just in the chaos of that. Also, we we have to question you know the fact that these accounts that we have are sometimes conflicting. You know, we have Stoomp saying. 
that he murdered 16 people, but the official records that we have say he murdered 18. Um, you know, we have different records of people disappearing and dying to this so-called wolf. So it's just the accounts we have are more than likely passed down from word of mouth rather than official yeah. transcripts. Um, and also the original pamphlets that we have based on Stump were lost. The German pamphlets were, were lost. All we have is the English ones based off of them. So we, we kind of have to, we really have to question this. And so there's kind of two ideas of, you know, what really went down here. Um, the first, and this is the one that I think is the most likely, is that Stump probably did kill a bunch of people. My guess is Stump probably was a serial killer. But yeah. what, the, what they did was after they caught him, they made an example of him. And whether it be superstition that maybe this guy was a werewolf um, or not, but they probably they probably claimed that he was um, branded him as such, and you know made an example of him to other quote unquote werewolves. There's also an idea that maybe Stoomp really thought that he was a werewolf, and that you know in reality this is just a dude running around mutilating, killing people, and eating them. But in his mind, he thought that he was a werewolf. Um, so these are kind of the two, the two ideas that um, that I've seen kind of presented about him. But either way, a little werewolf, you know, a little down. a little bit of werewolf in all of us, yeah. But anyway, so this is that's Peter Stump, uh, just a, one one of the most crazy stories, one of the most crazy serial killers. Um, and the craziest thing is that we don't really know exactly what happened with him. Um, but yeah, that's me, and I want to say a quick note. One last thing before I end my uh, my story here is that um, some of the information that I got came from this podcast called Lore. Uh, it's pretty it's a pretty popular podcast, um, and I actually I, I picked Peter Stump and then realized that that Lore had an, had uh, had an episode that mentioned him, uh, and it's one of my favorite podcasts, and I highly recommend it. But I took some a few a few things from that podcast and brought it in here. Uh, the story about the two people walking through the woods or the three, the, the party of three walking through the woods and they all get killed. That came from there, but that was pretty much it. Everything else I found online. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And I wanted to say, go check out lore. If you want to learn more, he does. He, uh, that, that podcast kind of explores more of the history behind werewolves, that episode in particular, it's episode three. So I would check it out. If, if you found this interesting, you want to kind of find out more about that, then definitely go check that out. Or don't. But that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll I'll reiterate that it was a good scroll, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It was a great scroll. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was your best scroll, Stephen. You'll you, you peaked you too early. So? I think you peaked too early. Yeah, I know. I peaked too early. <laughs> what is this Dave, episode? When I peak, like, you'll know. Is this like episode Dave, 10, 11? Dave, when I, I peak, everyone will know. Oh God. I haven't peaked. <laughs> I think we know, man. Yeah. Um. No, this is episode thirteen. Is it? Yeah. What a good good episode thirteen to do. I didn't even realize that. And we're gonna what, release what it on a Friday. Ooh. Spoopy. Are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I think Friday is gonna be our uh, our official release date from now on. Sweet. Well, Friday the thirteenth serial killer special. Hell. That's the yeah. That's the title right there. I don't know, Marge. All I need is a title. So thanks for listening, oh guys. Um, um, oh no. Oh no. Oh, is it time? It's not time yet. I think we should talk about what 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 next week's going to be about. Oh, thank God.
Oh, yeah, thank God. We'll, we yeah. get to stave off the plugs for another moment. For just a f- few moments more. Jesus. A few blissful moments more. I'm um, constantly running around the apartment trying to find ways to end my life while you do it. So I'm glad it's not any longer. Because if it was oh, any longer, I wouldn't be here. I know. I know, Dave. I know. I think you so can what, bear with it. All right, Steve. Right. What are we doing yeah. next week? So, Dave, believe it or not, we planned ahead. That's unlike us. That's very unlike us, but we did it. Um, maybe it's because we're recording this on a Monday instead of a Sunday. I don't know. But anyway, we planned ahead. So next week, Bad History is going to the movies. Woo, bright lights. Yeah. So we're... Movies. I don't know. Yeah, you, are, you, are you done? Are you done? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So anyway, next week, we are going to be talking about some historical and i put that in quotes some historical movies and we'll pretty much just hammer a new one i think that's the plan oh we're just talking about movies that are wrong that was my plan you can do one that's like historically accurate and be really boring but i'm gonna do one that's very wrong and just like tear into it uh poor mel gibson oh poor mel gibson he's done so much so much wrong in this world poor mel gibson he's gonna get it next week he's gonna he's gonna get it Anyway, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to be something different, a little different than what we normally do. And we're huge movie people, so we are huge. Movie- we we get to talk about movies for a whole episode, and people have to be okay with it. I know because it's like, great. We're not doing a movie podcast, and sometimes I forget. Yeah. So I just want to talk about movies. We talked about some movies today, though. We talked about bunch of movies actually talking about broken hair talking about signs 28 days later constantine yeah, but, but but those movies we could have gone without talking about and it would have, the podcast wouldn't would not have suffered it actually yeah, not next week s- some might say it would have it been did bad. suffer yes <laughs> it did suffer from us talking about <laughs> well anyway i am um but yeah it's what we'll talk about next week until Me next too. time until next nope not time. yet god not damn yet. it not yet. God damn it. I oh. Nope. You know what time it is, Dave. Time to kill. Got to do those plugs, man. I got to do those plugs. So, um So look, guys. We uh we have a Twitter. I've been using the Twitter a lot more. I've been Don't tweeting. Um it's Bad History Cast at Bad History Cast on Twitter. Follow us there. Um we're I'm trying to post some silly stuff and you know kind of get that Get well, going we got on that because funny I, prank videos and cartoons. Come, yeah, say we're wacky, funny guys. God sexual. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so we got a Twitter. We have a Facebook Bad History podcast. You can just search for it on there, do or that. Bad History Cast. One of the two. You'll find us. Don't worry about it. Um. Don't even try. We are. Uh, we are also on iTunes. Uh, that's kind of I think where most people listen. Um, or like, or yeah, I would say a majority over 50% of people, I think get our, get our stuff from iTunes, which is super cool. Um, check us out on there. Lead us, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, I mean, those are, those are always great to read and they're a lot of fun. Um, and it helps us out. I mean, it gets us up in the moving up in the charts and, uh, which is good for everybody involved. So, um, yeah, check us out on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Sprecher, um, and we also have an email. You can email us uh, if you liked an episode. Let us know why. If you hated an episode, let us know why. Uh, send us any ideas for for episodes, or just send us in and questions. Um, I think it would be super cool if we got like you know uh, so some questions and we can answer questions on the show. That'd be really cool. No, um, 
So uh, I think that was it. It was a shorter one for me, Dave. Steven, yeah. you forgot the pod beans. Oh, the, shit. The coffee pod beans. The coffee pod beans. Yeah, no. Oh, crap. Pod beans like the most important one. Um, yeah, so we have a pod bean. It's kind of... We have a pod bean. We're on pod bean. It's our kind of base of operations. We have Curry a pod from, bean. We have a pod bean. <laughs> it's it's our, it's our It's our base of operations. Uh, you can check Don't us out on badhistorypodcast.podbean.com. Don't do that. It's where we upload all of our episodes. And no, you can don't. also download episodes directly from there, which don't I didn't really that. know about until recently. But you can do it. So if you want those MP3s directly without going through iTunes or Sprecher or Stitcher or all that jazz, just go Podbean, download directly. Um, I think that's it for me, Dave. I think I'm done. We don't have any more time, so I'll just say, (sighs) happy history and good scrolls, everyone. Happy happy history. Happy history. Everybody. Happy history and good scrolls. <laughs> good scrolls. Cut, cut right. it, dude. Fucking play we'll the music. Let's we'll play the music. Do 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 do